Keep It Classy is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. You know that weird feeling where you see a bug on a wall and you go for it with the tissues and then it disappears and I'm like, okay, I don't think I can leave this room until I find it. Because <laughs> it'll come back. Bugs that's do what, that. That's what I do with spiders. I'm like, okay, there's a spider when you kill it. Oh, it disappeared. Well, everything in this room is getting turned upside down until I find <laughs> that dude. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. Now listen, if you like the podcast, feel free to check out our website at keepitclassy.podbean.com or drop us a line, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to Keep It Classy. This is your first stop for all things fighting games, and you have reached round number 10. We are in double digits. We're a decade. We're one more than nine. We are the classiest (laughs) podcast on the internet. Uh, I, as always, am Pockbell, a.k.a. Keith Barletta, or Keith Barletta, a.k.a. Pockbell, as I am often referred to. And with me, as always, is my good friend, uh, Mr. David Ivey, a.k.a. Savage. What's up, Savage? Hello, hello. You know, I, I just like that we're, uh, we're doing this, uh, you know, our number 10, a day after I turn 30. It's, um, yeah. It's so yeah. special. Yeah. Yeah, we're so. going to go to the bar tomorrow, get drunk, listen to... <laughs> Listen to sad people sing karaoke. So anyway, so this <laughs> this episode of Keep It Classy, uh, if you guys want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. That's the way you're going to get in touch with us. Uh, lots of people send us emails about uh, characters they want to hear about or questions or just to say what's up and how you doing and we appreciate that. Now, we are on iTunes, as I will always mention. We need five stars. We need you guys to review us, and uh, and and it's what keeps us going, guys. It's what keeps us, uh, you know, motivated. You know, keeps us keeps us happy. Keeps us. I don't know. Keeps us. It keeps us. <laughs> when you star us, like it is, it is literally a love meter. It's how much you love us. So how much do you love us? It better sure. be five. All right. <laughs> So anyway, so we got that. And if you want to check out our website, it's keepitclassy.podbean.com. Now, a couple of things you can expect to hear from us uh, about this week. So this week, we're going to do a little update on our therapy, as we always do when we uh, when we open up the show. And <laughs> it's, it's going to be good. And we're going to talk uh, about uh, one of the most successful fighting game fundraising campaigns in the history of fighting games. And this this week's uh, main topic, we're gonna get a little esoteric, a little postmodern on your brain on your brainstem right now. We're gonna talk about why should you play fighting games? What skills? What real? How, how can fighting games help you in real life? And uh, how will they improve uh, your your life as it is right now? And our character of the week is the darkest of stalkers. This is Morrigan. From, uh, <laughs> as far as Capcom 3, as my buddy Paul put it, he uh, Ryu with, with a nice rack. <laughs> <laughs> Ryu with the rack. 
That's the name of this pod. That's the name of this episode. She is Ryu with a rack and with the weirdest group of players that play her. <laughs> like, did you? I was watching Apex. Chris G had like a Paper Mario scarf and like a weird kitty hat on his head and these those huge ass heads. I'm like, Chris G, what's happened to you, dude? Dude, he's uh, he's lost his goddamn mind. Is what's happened. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's awesome. So, so that's that's what you guys can expect uh, from us this week. And then, of course, we're gonna do a little bit of Q and A at the end of the podcast. So to kick things off, uh, yeah. So do you wanna do you wanna? Why don't you tell us what, how well, you doing, Savage? How you? Me... <laughs> it's so awesome. Okay, all right. I still haven't learned how to use. I, I started using supers. That's good. <laughs> and I start using the right super because I, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this. I'm doing Arcana Heart 3, and I'm doing 100 games of it, and I'm only up to, like, I thought I was up to 30. I'm only up, like, 27 games. It's, 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 it's insane. It's this, it, it is, if you've ever played League of Legends, or, or you know what it's like? It's like, almost like if you've ever played an MMO, and you're like, I want to go kill the dragon. And no one wants to, no one wants to let you help kill the dragon because you don't have the right gear, and no one wants to help you get that gear. And so you're just, you're just stuck <laughs> killing boars in the woods, wishing you had some real friends. That's what a kind of heart is like. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I really just want to play. And then people will fight and beat my ass. I'm like, you're not good enough to play with me. But I'm like, I want to learn. And then they leave. Yep. <laughs> and it's just you cold and, and alone and, and sexually violated. Exactly. It, it's just it's it's ridiculous. It, it doesn't help that the, the only zoning character I click with is this Japanese chick with this huge rack that just sways back and forth because she doesn't believe in fighting in a sports bra. Fuck that. <laughs> she just lets them fuckers bounce. Like I don't care. And like <laughs> so I'm just running around. I found out how to shoot my spinning top. Yeah, like a dreidel. It's like a dreidel. And I shoot my super dreidel at someone. And I learned I can do it twice. And that the arcana I use, which is the blossom arcana, which doesn't make any sense to me. But I found if I stand on top of the seas, I accidentally started putting down. I start getting meter back so I can spam my super and still lose horribly. Oh, man. I... I remember we I played that game at your house for the first time, and I played the the chick that the, the weird fetish in the bubble in the blob. And I love <laughs> I love like it's it's careful. That's some carefully crafted rapey shit. In that <laughs> like you think like when you play Skullgirls, I'm like okay, like they carefully ca- crafted all these animations so that every time this bitch gets hit. You see a little bit more titty or a little bit more more fucking panties. Like you just get a little bit more every time something happens. But when she dies, when she dies, uh, the blob chick dies. She just fucking collapses in this weird. She it literally looks like she had the roughest sex of her life with like six dudes that shoot blue jizz everywhere. <laughs> and she's just laid out like, oh god. Too much Jaeger, and she's just like out, and it's and it's and it's awesome. 
she's, like, never gonna, she's never gonna party at the beta house again. Exactly. I partied at Thai Beta Alpha Gamma, and this is where I ended up. <laughs> like, oh shit. I love Dude, it. it's so yeah. No, just is how to describe this? Fuck it. You know what? It is. It is just rapey and creepy. And what kills me is it's still an awesome game. If you get a chance, you should definitely play it. Trick one of your friends into playing it because you don't want to deal with this online community. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just get a friend. Like, if you got a horny friend, just get them, like, yo, dude, there's a robot chick in there with big titties that runs around <laughs> punching people in the chest. And she summons... I, I didn't tell you about the, the Chinese big-tittied robot chick that summons, like, pieces of her robot suit for her super start beating the shit out of you? What? Yeah, dude. And then apparently, when you use your jet boots and you don't wear a sports bra, it makes your titties jiggle. <laughs> of course it does. So I was, it's... <sighs> sure doesn't make those fuckers sit still, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I think we're just going to go with the weird puppy fetish chick that rides a wolf and try that. Awesome. Yeah, but the point is, about about 27 games in, you know, I'm making I'm making progress. Mind you, it's insanely hard to find matches because I get them one at a time. Because I go to because finding a ranked match was impossible. So <laughs> I go to player rooms, and, <laughs> and they just dump you as soon as they fuck you, and they're just like, "Oh, that was fun, but you suck." Boom, booted from the room. Oh man. Well, so there you go. So I got. So, so Arcana Heart's going well. Uh, did you did you beat the computer yet? No, I still haven't beat the giant mech. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, but you know, well, you'll get there. Get there, you know. But yeah, so I I did my. Uh, I'm done. I did another hundred. I knocked out another hundred with the uh, Tekken Tag Tournament two. And man, that game is fucking fun. And you know what it is? What's cool about it is that I told. I mean, color me manipulated. Because that game is great at it. It's great at making you think you're you're doing better and having more fun than you actually are. <laughs> you know what it is? Is they're like, there's nothing worse than you like you lose a, a really close match and you're like, you know, what? and you have that reaction we talked about in one of our previous episodes where you're like, you know what, fuck that dude and fuck his family and fuck what he's about. I hope you eat a bag of dicks and get cancer and like the whole thing. And <laughs> as soon as you lose and like the and it's awesome because the teams will like have these custom little animations they do. Like Paul and Law, when the, if you if you lose to a Paul Law team, they stop and they look at each other and then they point at each other. And they're like, <laughs> you're like, whoa, fuck you. <laughs> but they do that <laughs> and you lose and you're and just as you start to be like, you know what, fuck this guy and fuck, ooh, oh shit, it's I got a lucky box. <laughs> What's in the box? It's like you get, and it literally goes lucky box. I'm like, huh, lucky box? Oh shit, what did I get? And they're like, here's three hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, I got three hundred G's? Holy shit! And they're like, yeah, go spend it in the in the, go make yourself a costume, dude. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna go do that. And then you go and you work on your costume, and then and then you forgot what you were mad about. You come back and you're fighting again. You just <laughs> got Ike Turner, dude. It's so awesome. He punched you in the eye and he bought you a new dress. And he's like, oh, baby, I love you and your voice. And you're like, okay. You put the dress on. You forgot why you were mad. <laughs> exactly. I literally <laughs> forgot why I was mad. Namco totally like Turner G. That's great. 
Yep, and they there is smart and yeah, no, I've loved everything about that game. The ranked play was great, didn't have a lot of lag or anything like that, and it, you know, I started to get kind of cuz at first I was like, why do I have to make my own combos up? Like they have suggested combos, but I'm like they're like just launch the guy and then hit him until he lays down. I'm like it can't be like that. But like, oh, cool. I can, like, launch him, and then I could do... And then they make it easy enough for you to create your own three, four-hit combos that, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't uh, hinder creativity in any way. So as a new player, I'm like, I actually felt like as a new Tekken player, I'm like, cool, okay, so I pop him up, and then I'm going to bounce him off the ground, and Paul's going to come in, and he's going to do his fucking gut check and knock him across the screen. That's my sweet little four-hit bouncy combo thing. Cool, I got it, great. Uh, but yeah, and I gotta... So I gotta, I gotta talk about my, fav- my favorite part about this. Because the costumes... I, by far, my favorite part about this was um, uh, the team... The ridiculous team comps and the costume creation thing. And you might think that set, that's retarded, but it's... I'm, I'll play online just to see the ridiculous shit that people come up with to put on their characters... You know, a picture says a thousand words, and a dude who's, like, playing only the chicks with triple D hits in a bikini and high heels, I'm like, well, all right, let me just fight this 12-year-old and <laughs> get my lucky box and go back and work on my Party King outfit. <laughs> but anyway, so, I'm you know, sorry, go ahead. I, I, can't, I can't judge, because I did have an argument with my cousin, on how old we should make the titties in Dead or Alive 2 when we used to play it on PS2. Always so, nine years. Because I'm like, listen, listen, we got to get, we got to land somewhere between 30 and 40 because we want them to move, but we still want them to look good, right? Like, <laughs> 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 once you go past 20, we start looking like fakies. So I'm saying, like, 30 or 40, but Lou was like, man, we need to get, like, 60 or 80, man. I want them to jiggle. Because, you know, titties that big, they move. And so we got a huge argument about that. That's innovation, man. (laughs) Oh, you settled on 50? We settled on 50. Like, all right, fuck it. We'll do 50. That's half and half. And then, (laughs) is it the best part? (laughs) It's we basically end up just picking dudes. (laughs) Because you feel feel gross. Dead or Alive, by the way, new innovation in fighting games. It's not new, but since Dead or Alive for PS2, you could adjust the jiggliness of the boobies on the female characters between age like one, like and or it's like fourteen or something like that, and ninety-nine years old. And it doesn't adjust adjust their size so much as how much they move. So when it's like ninety-nine, they're like hitting these bitches in the face with their own titties while they're running around and kicking each other. Which, you know, at least they know what you came there for, you know? <laughs> but anyway, so... Oh, sorry. I, I lost my train of... Th- no, here. So, oh, yeah, okay. So, I we talked last week about how this game is cool to watch because it's like watching a real fight in a lot of ways, and nothing came closer... Because, okay, so you can, your costumes, you can buy, like, weapons and stuff like that. And it's like buying, like, a little miniature move thing that you could do, which you would think sounds broken, but it's not. It's just, like, an extra, it's just a little fun thing that you can do that you pull out to mix people up in, like, one in a million matches. So, anyway, so and you can get stuff like little pistols 
and, you know, like baseball bats and flowers and balloons and grenades, you know, like whatever you want. But anyway, so I'm playing this, I'm playing a fight. So imagine this. So <laughs> this dude comes out of the club and he's wearing a top hat and hipster shades and he's got no pants on and he's got boots and he's got a tux jacket and he's got like a the whole tux outfit out and he's got some balloons. And then this other dude comes out and he's wearing a raver outfit. He's got these red gauntlets. He's like, yo, bro, we should fight. I saw you looking at my girl in there and I'm like, fuck you, dude. And then my big Mexican friend who wears like a, uh, a Jaguar hat comes out. He's like, yo, yo, party Paul, who is this dude talking shit to you? And then this other dude comes out. He's like, yo, Jin, what's is this dude talking shit to you? And then we all fight in the alleyway. So we're fighting, right? We're throwing each other into walls, beating shit out of each other. And we start fighting. And then halfway through, like we start fucking each other up and it's really close, you know, and we're almost we're on our last legs and we're breathing hard. And then the guy with the Jaguar pulls out a gat and shoots Jin six times in the chest and he dies. <laughs> That's some gangster shit right there. <laughs> but he's like, just fuck the dumb shit. Boom! <laughs> that's literally one of my matches. Like, we're fighting. We're fighting, and he, we separate. I'm like, man, I don't want to... I'm going to rush this dude, and he's going to do that weird cat. I have a gun. Pat, 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 pat. And he's like, is that a... Oh, 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 shit. And he died. <laughs> you can hear the stick snap from my house like oh man that loud snapping sound was that you guys heard uh, a couple of weeks back was that dude snapping his stick over his knee after I, <laughs> it's just because i'm like that's a real fight they're fighting in the alleyway and they're not gonna they're not gonna walk away one of them's going down and then one dude's like you know what fuck this shit pop 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 and then him and party paul are like we gotta get out of here and then they leave I got warrants. I got warrants. And Bruce is like, oh, my God, you killed my friend. Muay Thai. <laughs> wow. Wow. See, that's, so. uh, that's, that's pretty fucking gangster right there. <laughs> I love it. And nowhere else are you going to get that opportunity. So play Tekka Tag Tournament 2. My next game, I might... I might do Skullgirls if I uh, can find it in my heart. Because I love Skullgirls, but I'm, that's going to be one of those therapy things that I take crazy seriously. <laughs> and not do that. I might just do Soul Calibur 5 and, and just go with that and keep it outside the comfort zone. So next, what we want to talk about, uh, moving right along here, Skullgirls. All right? Speaking of Skullgirls, they recently started a... Well, they started a, a fundraising campaign, basically like a little Indiegogo thing, saying, hey, we want to make a new character for you guys. We need $150,000, uh, which we'll get to in a sec, is actually really, really cheap to get a new fighting game character out. Yeah. But anyway, they're like, we want a new character, and we want to make one for you guys. So if you if you guys give us 150 grand. And for those of you who don't know, Indiegogo is a site where you can donate like $5 at a time, anywhere between 5 and like $7,000, and you get little prizes and stuff like that, depending on how much you donate. So they're like, yeah, give us 150 grand, we'll be good. So now, $475,000 later, <laughs> they've feel... got three characters, two characters ready for release? I thought they were up to six fifty. Six fifty dollars is their goal to hit the, uh, uh, is to, to hit their third 
releasable mystery character. Oh You've God. got Big Band is confirmed and Squiggly is confirmed. So this is so cool, you guys. Like this is this is the vi- this is victory for the fighting game scene right here because here's a here's guys who made a game by the people for the people, you know, and will continue to be by the people and for the people, and the people spoke back. You know what they are? They're the, they're the fubu of fighting games. They're for us, by us. Now, I will say, where were you when we wanted to see Skullgirls at Evo? But that's another issue. No, no, because everyone loves fucking Smash Bros. All right? You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. Because, no, like, because, no, Pac put this fucking video <laughs> on my on my Facebook page of, a, like, a one-on-one in, like, fucking Smash Bros., and guess what? It was 90% boring as fuck. <laughs> There's no items. There's no randomness. It's just two fuckbags from two games that, you know, you, you, you kind of like fighting, right? It, it was just like, it was like chic. It was the, it was the tranny Zelda versus the fake fucking, uh, Star Fox. It was Falco. Yeah, Falco. You know the dude that's always talking shit, and you're like, as soon as I get out of his R-wing, I'm going to come over to your cabin, and I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> that guy is just there fighting Tranny Zelda, and is boring as fuck. But everyone gave them money. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Did he love the crowd? Loved it, though. Yeah, people were cheering. I'm like, why are you cheering? This is boring as shit. Yeah. I would I... rather watch Virtual Fire 5 happen, and that is the golf. Of fighting games, all right? It's like watching Tiger hit... No, because he does amazing... It's like watching... What's that other dude that no one can remember? Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson's an actor. No, I'm pretty sure there's a Jack Nicholson golfer. Oh, you're talking about Phil Mickelson? Is that it? Phil Mickelson's a lefty. I love Phil Mickelson. Really? Yeah. It's Phil Mickelson. That's crazy. The point is... (laughs) Wow, I did not know. See, we're all learning... I would yeah. rather watch that than watch these two cartoon fuckbags just bore the shit out of me all of Evo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I'm hoping, because there was some cool episodes, some cool uh, stuff in that tournament. We were watching Apex uh, when they released it uh, with the Smash Bros. stuff. And there was some cool stuff when they had the random characters, but, I, you know, when it's the same two characters, it's it's kind of boring. Oh, but right. anyway, it's, like, yeah. the... For Skullgirls, this is what's important uh, about this. For all of you guys that are out there uh, trying to get into games, or even for developers, quality will always sell a video game. It's proven time and time again where people try to take... I mean, Capcom does it, Namco does it, all these big companies do it, where they try to take a model that... Has, gener- has had general success in the past, and then they try to just make it a little bit more fun. But very rarely do you see people step outside and try to create a new experience. That's where you get games like Skullgirls. And it's this is, this is huge because it means that that is where you can find real success, is by taking an experience, like the fighting game experience, and turning it on its ass... And giving it a new spin, and 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 
God bless you guys over at Skullgirls, and I'm really excited to to see what this game has in store for us for the next year. Because Big Band dude. is fucking awesome, dude. Fuck Big Band. All the other characters that were like, oh, here's all these other characters that we want to release, and some of them look like SMM fantasies, but they the mentioned playstyles on Half are just amazing. I'm like, oh god, half of these guys I'm excited to play. Yeah. Excited to no. play him already. But Big Band is Skullgirls' first male character, so that you will see the first male Skullgirls character coming out uh, in the near future. I need brain drain. <laughs> That's what I need. I'm like, oh my god, yes, brain drain. Dude. I need you in my fucking life. Well, there you go, man. Like, and And... When we see it at Evo, it's just going to get better. It's going to get more popular. And I, the only thing that's going to suck, the only thing that's going to suck about Skullgirls in the future is if they get terrible commentators to do this. That's the only thing that's going to suck the life out of this game is if you log on to the stream and it's like, and there's guys who are talking to like he Pat went, yeah, he went six two three A into down B, and you're like, what the fuck did you just say? You know what I mean? It doesn't. If we get fat guy in a hoodie commentary for this game, it's going to ruin it. So, those of you that are listening who who might be interested in, in uh, hyping up the Skullgirl scene, try to advocate not getting professional players, but professional commentators who play <laughs> to comment this game. It's way way important. It's way yeah. important to making this thing a success at Evo. You know. So all eyes on you, Skullgirls. All eyes on you. You Speaking of commentators, because I will say this, I have been cracking out on Heart of the Swarm because it came out. Mm -hmm. Um, Just watching videos. And I realized almost all their commentators are like failed pro players. I don't want to say, well, yeah, failed pro players, let's be honest. Um, That just couldn't cut it, but they still love the game. And so they keep going. And like Ultra Dave and um, James Chen... They used to always be in Wednesday night fights. Yeah. And then they just started commentating, you know, and I'm like, and that, that's what we need more of. Yeah. It's like, get the, get those guys that fell off that you don't see anymore. Get those guys to come back and commentate, and you definitely will be better off. At least at, at least at Evo, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'd be happy with, if you just have guys with a good rapport that don't distract from what's going on. You'll, it'll serve the game, you know. Yeah. If you have guys that know enough about the game uh, and know enough about each other and about commentating to not talk about their Twitter feeds while the match is going on, like, it'll it'll really <laughs> it'll serve it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love watching a commentator on camera update his Twitter. Uh, yeah. No. I'm like, no way, this is happening. No way. No way. You know, it, you know what it reminds me of? Because <laughs> I uh, I work in post in uh, reality TV, and I won't say the company because I would like to continue doing that. But this one guy who runs a really good TV show came in and started talking to all of us, right? And this guy is notorious. He's just a mean old white guy, notorious, and that's for just being a dick to people that he, that do shit that he thinks is completely unprofessional. Like that season. He saw a guy there in sandals. He sent that guy home and told him he showed up at the office in sandals again. He'd fucking fire him because he doesn't he doesn't hire children to come into his office and work for him. Oh shit! And so this dude's talking to us, 
And, you know, he's being really nice. So I'm like, I, I appreciate that. He's trying to be nice. He's trying to learn our names and stuff. I'm like, he's going to forget my name. But I appreciate that. I appreciate it when a multimillionaire takes the time to pretend like he's going to learn my name. And this dude, he's talking to him. And this one guy gets a text and just starts texting while the boss is talking to him. I'm like, no way this is happening. <laughs> and this dude's just like, oh, sorry, did I interrupt him? He's like, oh, no, I just got this. He's like, oh, you just go, you know, I own this company and I'm talking to you. You just going to sit here and text. So, you know what? You, know, you should just take the day off and go, uh, and go finish that text. He's like, what? Go home. And finish your text. Sit the dude home without pay. Holy shit, dude. Dude, no bullshit. I wish that guy ran Evo. <laughs> <laughs> I well, want him to bring you... his mean old white ass out and be like, you go get a fucking button up and you put that fucking phone down and do your job. Do you know how many people would get tased at Evo if that was the... Like, how many people <laughs> with signs, it's like... He's like, what is that? Is that a Merca sign? Oh, that's cute. That... <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then he'd get the bouncers over and just be dragging fat people out. It'd be a conga line <laughs> of just dragging these sad stream monsters out the door. Oh, but imagine, because I do with the top hat with a totally gotten fucking tasered. You know, yeah. You know what? Can I say, I, I know we're supposed to be trying to keep it classy and help the community. But I really hope that guy went home and drank a bottle of bleach. <laughs> I just, I don't want to ever, ever, ever see him again oh, at the tournament. I want him to go home, go to the counter, and be like, you know what? I gave it a good go. It didn't work out. I want to pour that bleach into a bottle, give it a good shake, and just, just gulp it down. He doesn't even need to leave a note. We all get it. We all, all right. get it. Why? Just keep this, keep the stinger things in your lip and whatever. You'll be fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll know why. Exactly. But anyway, so I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. We off top. We're, we got off top. Right. Now that we're now that we're uh, now that we're talking about all the terrible things that fighting gamers want to do to you, <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk a little bit. This is this is awesome. Uh, like ten ten episode tenth episode. <laughs> celebration is what we have here. Let's talk about why should you play games? <laughs> Let's. Well, obviously, so you can be more like us. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be like us. <laughs> all right, all right. Was... Wow. Woo! I just made myself sad. All right. That's... All right. <laughs> Don't you want to be just like me and Savage, you guys, and talk about people drinking bleach? And like, and then like get really mad online for no reason and do a podcast about it. It's going to be awesome. You guys should do it. No. Okay. So seriously. So fighting games are a unique, a unique thing. They're a unique uh, sport in, in our lives and they provide a lot of interesting things. And I think we're going to open up. Uh, open the floor here on why you should play fighting games because people look for a lot of um, people have outlets in their lives, right? A lot of times, more often than not, an outlet means something destructive that you do to yourself <laughs> to forget about the things that you wish you hadn't done. And it doesn't have to be that way. You know, video games, people don't realize, are one of the safest outlets for you to express yourself on. I mean, it, you'll you'll say some gnarly things 
to people, you'll get upset and you'll you'll rage and this, that, and the other thing. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's a great, it's a very safe, cheap way of you expressing all those terrible uh, <laughs> shoot everyone in the office woes on a, in a video game. I am not going to lie. League of Legends kept me from murdering my whole office because I couldn't get any fighting game matches because I worked I worked night shift on this terrible fourteen hour a day job. So I get home and the only thing I had there to greet me was a bottle of Jack Daniels and I would just I would light my my Jesus candles because I live in a Mexican neighborhood and they're really cheap and <laughs> I, would, I would drink. I'll just drink Jack Daniels and play League of Legends so I can get up the next day and go to work and just work it out. But if I could have if I could have gotten into a fighting game match, like maybe fought some Aussies or something, I feel I feel like I would I would have saved myself a lot of Jack Daniels. Yeah. No, because it's and you know what because you know what it is is when you play a fighting game, I mean it's it's a ninety second experience that you repeat. Right, and so you play, you play win or lose. I mean, and you might think that it, yeah, it's a ninety-second experience that you can repeat. So you take, so you don't have to. You can do it in between things. You can do it fifteen minutes before you have to go do that stressful thing at work or go pick the kids up. You can fit a couple of Street Fighter matches in there. You know, you can do these. You can you can you can incorporate it into your day. Fighting games are unique because. Uh, you don't have to sit down and read a wall of text and play for four hours to beat the Water Temple, you know, to, like, get all your shit out there. You literally log on. You're like, I'm going to go practice this combo I was looking at on YouTube. You go online and you practice your combo or you play against fighting or you just or you just watch people right cross counter each other in the face on, you know, in the game. You just you just beat up a dummy. You know, there's there's a lot to be said about fighting games as an outlet, uh, an outlet for people, something that allows you to express uh, frustrations that you may have, uh, and that allows you to 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 really it's a stre- it seems like I mean from where we describe it that it's a stressful thing, but what's really <laughs> happening is we are taking the stress from our lives and we are putting it somewhere, right? We are we are projecting it out onto this game. That's yeah. true. Yep. Can I get can I get relatively deep for a second here? Yeah, dude. What it will also always do because after because it starts off with you putting all your stuff on the game, and then you start playing the game and you start wanting to get better at the game, and it becomes this introspective experience. Because like I said, I know exactly why I lose my games. <laughs> it's yeah. just because I have to stop and look at why I'm losing, why this isn't working out. And I have to, con- and it's, it's very introspective. It's very, because learning that, you start learning about your nature. Like, for instance, I'm a huge dude. I'm a six foot five black guy. I have done boxing. I suck. I'm terrible. But I learned it is, is I can't, I can't bob and weave and all that when I get in a real fight. I just got to get close to the guy and hold him and beat him to death. That's all I got <laughs> <laughs> like in real life. But in the game, I love playing zoning characters because I can do in the game what I can't do in real life. But yet still in the game, my play is marred by all the mistakes I still make in real life. I'm too reactionary 
in the game and in real life. So the better I get at the game, the more I can apply that to real life and stop being so reactionary and think before I react. If that and makes the, any sense. And the cool part about because you that's a you made a really good point about it because the cool part about fighting games is that it's a good way it's introspective in that you're examining yourself and it's and it's always about fun like you start off playing it because you like watching people get punched in the face you like doing combos you like whatever and then it becomes about uh dedicating yourself to something just being a, to, to just getting a little bit better at something it becomes a source of pride for you and when you have that in your life requires you to be better, right? <laughs> when you have something that you care about um, and you have something that you can dedicate yourself to and that you can lit- legitimately mark your progress on uh, as you move through and, and you can progress. Like, I I could start boxing tomorrow. I could, start, I could go to a gym and start boxing tomorrow. I would not be able to fight Pacquiao a year from now. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe you can. Cause, uh, oh, we're not going in there. Oh, sorry. Continue. I would not be able to fight Tyson, Muhammad Ali. I would not be able to be the champion of the world in a year. Okay. In fighting games, that's possible. And and with video games, that's a, a very cool thing. Is you 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 progress quickly, and you're able to legitimately mark your progress. And it's a source of pride, and it lets you examine how how you need to be better. And how do you do that? With stress management. <laughs> when we talk about real-life skills that fighting games require of you, the first most important skill that you will learn when you play fighting games is stress management. Okay? Because it's, it's, and it's, and it's fascinating. It's like a little case study. It's like, for, it's like you walk into a room and someone's like, for 90 seconds, we're going to stress you out. We're just going to fucking stress you out and we're going to just like throw shit at you and yell at you and like, and we're going to make you think weird things. And, and then after 90 seconds is over, we're going to ask you what you learned about it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow. That's uh wow. That's a good point. Actually. You know, <laughs> you know what I love is, is, um, is, uh, I'm pretty sure we brought it before. But I constantly think about um, about Mark with the uh, when he was just like you got to check those throws because like because like okay me and me and Pac are in this battle in Blaze Blue he's playing Tager and if Tager does his Tager Buster at the end of a combo you can tech it and I see it and I see it and my mind's like I gotta tech this but I'm always just too slow right always just a frame too slow, and like behind me, and like I'm stressed, right? Because <laughs> like it's just I have just learned, I have just learned my bug loop, right? I'm like, okay, I got this. I'm going to do this. I just gotta tech the throws, and then out behind me, I, I just remember this distinct <laughs> feeling, like, oh, okay. I felt like I was in a car. I'm like, oh, I gotta. I got to pull over and get in the backseat and kill this guy because Mark literally said, like, yo, dog, you got to take those throws. And I'm like, oh, well, we put this controller down and beat Mark to death. And, like, it's weird. I wasn't mad at Pac, who was clearly the one that was throwing me and killing my character. 
I was more bad <laughs> at this guy watching, trying to give me helpful advice, but he was intruding on this rather intense moment of like, like, oh my god, I'm so close to killing the fuck out of Pac right now. And all I hear, if I can just take these throws, and then out of my, out from behind my hair, you gotta take those throws, bro. And it just, <laughs> it kills me. Oh, shit. But, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a very strange thing, cause we're both thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. We're both seeing what, how I'm fucking up. And like it's just I don't know, it's such a strange moment because like any any other time I would just be like yeah I know Mark I get it but this one time I'm like Mark I'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> I'm going to kill you and your girlfriend's going to cry at your funeral because they're never gonna find the body gonna... <laughs> I just I couldn't but yeah like it's 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 such a strange intense. Like, like I said, like 90 seconds of just like, holy fuck, this is so serious, but it's absolutely not. After it's over, I, I apologize. Actually, that's a lie. I yelled out for like 30 minutes. <laughs> so awesome. And then I apologize. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's just like, you're, it's intense, it's intense, and then you're like, oh, okay, it's over. You know, I can just, you're like, fuck that guy. I'm going to go to work and still have a good day. You know, it's, I don't know. Yeah, you I can s- take a deep breath. You're done. You're like, holy shit, holy shit. And then you're like, actually, you know what? I think I know how I'm going to take those throws next time. And then you want to play again, right? Mm. You're like, And then you're not mad anymore. You're like, no, I'm going to come back. And I'm going to beat this dude to death. You know, I'm going to come back. I, I think I got this now. Like, you get stressed and you put it all out there on the game. And, and then you're like, you know what? Next time, I just got to chill out. Like, I could just calm down and then... And then I'll just tech the throws. No problem. And you've taken a step forward. You know what I mean? And and then the dude that's yelling at you in the Starbucks line, you're like, dude, I fought for my life like not 30 minutes ago. <laughs> well, I will I can, I will help you with a smile on my face because I know how to tech the throws now. <laughs> it's true. You're like, oh, man, you can't stop me. You know, I just figured out today. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what you throw at me today, because tonight I'm gonna go home and be a winner. <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, it's a strange thing. It's a. I say do it one just to take your stress out in a very weird. If you've never done it before, you know what it's like. If you've ever been in a fight that you've won, mind you, <laughs> like, and you won the fight. But you still gotta go home, you got a black eye, and then like an hour later you're like, oh man, my jaw hurts because I got punched in the face. Imagine if you got in that fight, but you went home, and nothing was wrong with you. You won the match, and nothing's wrong with you. You know, you go home, you just, you feel good. You feel empowered. You feel like, yeah, you know, I I can handle my shit, you know? Like, that's, that's how it starts feeling. And then you start thinking, I gotta do better. And then you start thinking that how you can do better, and how you're fucking up. And everything. Yeah. And it, it starts applying to everything. And it's a, and, and that's the, that's the, the second thing. So the first is you have stress management in games. And, and the second thing that fighting games teach you to do is to look honestly at yourself, at what you can improve. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of sports that, 
kind and 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 things like that in life that pe- hobbies that people do that lie to you a little bit and that force you to sort of think differently. So, for example, if you are a member of a community basketball team or something like that, there's four other people on that court that you can blame for losing that game. Okay. There's four other people over a very extended period of time where everything gets blurry that you can blame for 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 losing that game, and that you can it's it's much easier for you to shut down and be like, man, I hit my free throws. Fuck those dudes. They're to- you know they they turned it around on me and they they made it so I couldn't succeed. In a fighting game, it's very simple. It's you and your opponent, and if you lost, it's because they're better than you, and you just need to do better. Okay, yep. and that's and it, and and there's something so beautifully simple about that because so you learn stress management and the second thing is you learn how to look honestly at yourself as a, I mean you could say okay I need to learn how to do this combo better but you also need to say I need to not I need to not panic so much I need to think I need to move calmly I need to think more creatively about this I need to take I need to take a break I need to do this I need to do that I need to I need to study more you know <laughs> you know what it's like. It's like fucking. <laughs> it's literally like fucking. Uh, you're <laughs> yeah, because that's one thing you'd never lie to yourself about. <laughs> I, mean, but, I mean, but think about it. If you want to get good at it, it starts with a lie. You know, it starts with the, it gets, it starts sloppy. And then it, it leads to you lying. And then it leads to you coming to that realization that you need to do better. Then you got to start understanding how you can do better. And then you got to start understanding how to take criticism, and then you get better. (laughs) And then there's all the the actual tangible skills that playing games require. I mean, it teaches you rhythm. It teaches you uh, how to react very quickly uh, under pressure. It teaches you how to think in advance, how to creative problem solve, how to do a lot of different real-life skills that, that you can apply to a lot of different things. I mean, think about it. When you're playing a fighting game, uh, again, Dave, uh, Ultra Dave talks about it as 21st century speed chess, right? You're thinking three, four moves ahead of this person, and your ability to succeed is how far you can stretch your brain, how many steps ahead of another person you can think and plan for. You know what I'm saying? And the skills, those skills are honed constantly in fighting games. You play fighting games, it teaches you how to react, how to adapt to to situations that aren't in your favor. And and I think you know, I think that's I think that's my my most important thing is the creative problem solving. It teaches you that you you can't shut down because you'll die. Okay. You gotta learn to get back on you gotta learn to get back on the horse and creatively solve your problems, and not just like, oh, I have this plan of how it's going to go, and it's going to be awesome. You do it in real time. Someone gives you a problem, and you think of the best way to get what you want out of that problem. That's fighting games. That's what it is right there. And not only that, it's not like, oh, well, if I had more money, it's like, no, I got this shitty Cadillac car and my red underwear and my spinning pile driver. That's my thing. But I can rule the world with those things. And this is how I'm going to do it. Exactly. It's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I got to ask that. That's a good point. It's, it's, it's literally just, con- and then the best part is, is the, the person on the other side is doing the exact same thing. So you start, <laughs> you know what's funny? Is 
you see pros get to a point where like every scrub has done it in Street Fighter, where you're on the ground and someone's walking up to you and you do a wake up, sure you can. And then you get to a point where everyone expects that and so they never do it. And then pros now, every 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 top eight, there's always one guy that just gets up and does a Shoryuken or a fucking super. Ryan Susie stands up. And everyone's like, why would he do that? It's like, because you would never see it coming if you're at this level of playing. And he wrecks somebody with it. Yeah. And, yeah. Con- and so from that point on, that guy is constantly aware that someone can get up. And he's 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 adjusting to that, that new meta, I guess. Like, it's it's awesome. It's an awesome thing to be a part of because you're constantly evolving and you're constantly, sometimes you're going back and doing old stuff in a new way. It's just, you're constantly growing. You're never, it seems circular, but you're constantly, it's like a spiral. You're constantly growing outwards. Yeah. Yeah. And it teaches you to, you know, because you, you talk, you made a good point about the waking up and sure you can, because why not? Uh, you know, you never, when you when you play uh, something that <laughs> goes on for 40 minutes, you know, you play a basketball game or football game or you play golf or whatever, and you're going on for 20, 30, 40 minutes, an hour, you start to get tired and exhausted and you start to think to yourself, man, I'm going to give up. Like, I don't – I it's not worth it. It's just one thing and I'm not going to – in a fighting game, it's 90 seconds. So it teaches you no matter what's happening, never give up. Because you're 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 sharp. You can, your brain can hone in for that brief moment of time, and you'll never and and you can focus on not giving up. And it's a cool it's a cool thing to train yourself how to do because you'll be in some shitty situations when you're playing these games. But you know it happens so quickly, and it and it's set back the 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 status is set back to zero um, so so often that uh, you know you just every match you're like I'm gonna fight to my last breath. And that's a really cool way to look at the world. And it, it can definitely help. It's helped me at work. There's been totally, there's been several times where we're like, everyone's like, we're just fucked. I'm like, well, okay, hold on. Yeah. How can I at least grab one round out of this match? You know, like exactly. And you just, and you know, it, it's, it still is. It helps you because you stop and you think because you feel whenever you feel cornered. <laughs> that's what fighting, fighting it feels like you're cornered half the time, like. All right, what do I need to do to make this happen? To make this okay? And, and it applies in real life. Like, like I said, it's actually helped me in real life because I feel like there's certain problems I would have never solved if I would, if I didn't play fighting games. Because I felt cool. I'm like, oh man, we're totally fucked. Like, whatever. But because I, I played fighting games, I was able to at least either solve the problem or at least come out ahead at the end of the problem. You know? Yeah, and so that's that's why you guys should play fighting games. Is is they will improve your lives in a lot of ways. Especially, I mean, you listen to the podcast and you think actively about it. You guys will see what we're talking about. Uh, if you take our advice, stick with us, guys. You're, you'll go far. So we're gonna move on. We're gonna jump right into our character of the week, Ryu <laughs> with a rack. You know what kills me about Morgana? It's is... Morrigan. It's Morrigan. Is it Morrigan? Are you know, hate mail. Don't do it. It's Morrigan. Morgan. I'm sorry. Cause you know, that's, all right. Can I, let me just say this. First of all, 
ever since Darkstalkers came out, I have been a solid hater of that game. It's done a lot of good. It's been very innovative. It was a good game. But one, they have a kung fu werewolf in there that's British. I'm pretty sure he's British. So there's that. There's this douchey, like, I used to jack off to Anne Rice vampires in there named Dimitri. And then there's Morgan. What's his name? Morgan? Morgan. Morgan, which seems like a Japanese guy. And I was like, what's the name of a witch that's pretty popular? Someone said Morgana, and he's like, Morgan. Let's do that. <laughs> and then it just, it just go for it. So, like, I'm sorry. It just obsessed me. Like, you have a character... That's like me having a character named Jeebus. I'm like, listen, <laughs> someone <laughs> fucked up the translation. Clearly you meant Jesus. Because I know it's Jeebus, dude. It's Jeebus. <laughs> All right? Well, now that, I know. Now I that played it's clear, <laughs> just Morrigan from Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Oh, uh, well, originally from Darkstalkers. You can call her Morgana. I won't stop you. No, I'm sorry. Morrigan. Morrigan. The queen wow. of the bullet hell. So this chick is a succubus. And here's what makes Morrigan a complicated bag of tricks. Is she does this ability. She has a super in Ultimate Marvel where she splits into two people. One her, she has herself, and then she has a mirror version of herself that's off the screen most of the time, depending on how far out you've walked. And you can, sh- and she can attack you from both angles at the same time. And so what a lot of people do is they shoot fireballs because you have fireballs flying from off screen at you and on screen at you at the same time. And people will set up these weird. We call it, it's called we call it a bullet hell because uh, it's based. Okay. As well, a reference I, to the old weird Starship games. Well, old weird. Listen, don't do this. All right. I love shooters. All right. And a bullet hell is a reference to those shooters, where the Japanese thought, "Hey, let's throw a ton of bullets on the screen." That's what I'm and, saying. If you it's haven't the had a seizure, Starship shooter, like, well, it's, I'm, I was gonna, I'm like, no, it's, <laughs> I can't think of it. I can't think of a good one. So I'm like, yeah. Galaga. No, it's not Galaga. It's not Galaga at all. It's, it's if you it's have a, had it's a Japanese Galaga playing Mars Matrix on your Dreamcast. There you, you go. There you go. What a bullet hell is. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's Mars Matrix is a good example. But yeah, so it's anyway. She sets up one of those where you just have to dodge fireballs all over the place. Um, <laughs> and apparently, Doctor Doom is. <laughs> and I was. Oh God, I can't remember who did it. This dude was so awesome with Doom. Like, it was crazy. Like, Chris G was just going crazy with a bullet hell. And you see Doom, like, jump. He's flying. Like, first of all, what kills is when Doom jumps, puts his arms up. <laughs> like, like he's rolling on deodorant. Like, you know, he puts his arms over his, like, his fists over his head. I don't know how to describe it. He looks ridiculous. But Doom was flying around, just darting around, dodging the bullets, and then he foot-dived between two fireballs and just wrecked Chris G. It was awesome. Like, it was like, I remember thinking, because I'm watching more guys shoot the fireballs, and I saw dude, well, he's going to put down. Chris G, don't let think it touch you. It was over. Dude <laughs> <laughs> just ruined her. But everyone else that tried to do that got wrecked. Well, and how, so how do you deal with the, uh, 
how do you deal with the bullet hell? I mean, you're you're not going to fight a lot of people online if you're a mid low level of play person, uh, you know, that can really set up fireball fireball traps like Morgan. But you honestly don't need to. Like she, their fireballs do a lot of damage, and this and she's really good at generating meter. So, you know, how do you how do you deal with all these fireballs? Because she's the, your first. Really legitimate, uh, well, she's not legitimate zoner. Like, there's a lot of legitimate zoners, but she's the first one that's seen a lot, a lot, a lot of popularity in that game. Well, that's because Chris G, like, because, all right. One, like, I love zoning. I don't play Morgana because what makes Chris G work is he's, oh, excuse me, that Chinese food. I'm sorry. But the point is, the thing with Chris G, what makes Morgana work for Chris G is Chris G get he plays like if he does a bullet hell at first if you're watching play he might do it at the beginning see how you react second time he does that bullet hell you're trapped because he gets a feel of how you play when you're playing online you're not playing chris g that's just gonna just be throwing fireballs out there and you can hop skip and jump through them it's not that hard most more guys are like i saw chris g do it it can't be that hard, and they get wrecked. That's why I don't use Morgana. She does not click with me. Her fireball, and I'm not that good at reading people. You have to be really good at reading people, or you got to have her combos down. I did get wrecked by Morgana. That just ran up on me and just started doing combos with her with her double and yeah. beat me to death. That happened. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. She's just beating me to death. She doesn't even know she has a fireball. She's like, stare at my tits, I'm going to stab you to death. I'm like, I don't want to, and I died. Yep. But, so, yeah, I mean, with these fireball things, here, patience isn't really a word that a lot of Marvel players are used to hearing, because it's very much it's very much about getting the first hit uh, with most characters. But with, with Morrigan you're really going to have to have some patience and get used to taking a couple of shots from those fireballs because she you're you got to work your way towards her and and it's not like pushing her into a corner cuz you're not going to get there you're going to have her back against a wall you want to have her backed up against the corner and then you want to sit about half a screen away from her and set up whatever you're going to set up because when you're that close you can act you'll be able to cuz remember you hit her and you're you're good, right? You're good to go. You get a hit on her. She's really fragile. You beat that bitch to death real easy. But you got to back her into the corner with fireballs and stuff like that. You and and beam attacks are really great as well. You back her into a corner. You wait for her to throw a wanton fireball. You hit her with a super that comes out instantly, or you just do a weird you, or or you just jump over it and dive her. Hit her really quick because the fireballs only work when she's at max range. So you just gotta put her, back her into that corner. Don't let her fly over you or anything like that. And then sit about half screen and then wait. Open your mouth like a crocodile and wait for it. <laughs> Cause she'll shoot a fireball at point blank range and then you foot dive her and you stomp her stupid ass into the ground. You kick her around and then you, and you laugh as, as you rage quits. <laughs> it's true. Like I said, it's weird, like, but you almost always will never have to deal with that because most Morganas suck. And like, there's a reason why Chris G was the only person playing her for like what, like six months? Yeah. 
He was the only person playing her for like six months. And then everyone tried, and then they fell off. And now there's like three more Ghana players. Yeah, like Guy <laughs> Minion and other people who have been around, who like live near Chris G. Yeah, like it's literally like there's a reason why it, it's not easy to do. It's not like, okay, I will, I will say it's easy to zone people with Doom. You got your beams, you got your missiles, you got your magic fingers, you got your hook dives. You can pick up Doom, zone the shit out of some people. But Morgana, that bitch has got titties, fireballs, and a shitty Shoryuken, and like a dive that you don't want to do because it will fuck you up. A super where she shoots missiles that is pointless unless you're Chris G. Like, but she has a soul, like, not soul stealing, but a meter stealing combo. Because you're not going to do unless you're really good. Because it's, it's pointless. Because the rest of the time she's useless. If you run to Morgana online, you're probably going to curb stomp the bitch. Well, yeah. I mean, it depends. Because Morrigan's, uh, if you're, you you just have to hope that you didn't fight that guy. who Because who, normally you fight Morrigan and they're like, oh, I'm going to just try this out. I've learned some combos in challenge mode. But every now and again, you'll find people who play her. And they, they didn't fall off after they realized they, they weren't Chris G. And they learned some combos and some rushdown stuff. And then if you get, if they, if you try to get away from her or whatever, if she gets away from you for a second, you're gonna eat a couple of chips from fireballs. And it's gonna be a pain in the ass. That's the thing, her forward dash gives her instant air dash, doesn't it? Yeah, she gets instant, she has instant air overhead. She has some cool stuff she can do. Fuck that bitch. And the thing is, is if you're playing as Morrigan, this is one of those characters you have to pay very close attention to your assists. Because she, I mean, there's a lot of characters that can stand alone, like Wesker and Doom and those kinds of things. Morrigan's not one of those characters. <laughs> you have to have at least, I mean, I, I hate, I, I hate the system in, in Marvel where I, I really actually don't like where you have to pick, pick a character just for their assist. But Morrigan, if you have Morrigan on your team, especially as like a point character, like, like going in first, you have to be very, very cautious or, or, uh, what's the word? Uh, thoughtful about what your assists are going to be because you're not Chris G and you're going to be shooting fireballs. So if you have some doom hidden missiles just to back you up or you have a Vajra assist from, you know, fucking, uh, Strider or you have like, you know, some kind of assist to help back up the fireball game. Or fuck it, even even you have Ryu, he shoots the ground fireballs, you got the air fireballs. Like, anything, it's yeah. going to help you adjust until uh, until you give up because you're not Chris G. Chris, but, Chris, everyone forgets Chris G did Doom <clears throat> for the missile. I can't remember who it was like. Morgana Doom is some other character, and he... Dump that character for Virgil to close, yeah. the, the, like to be his closer. Because everyone else was just like blah blah blah, and you know they were just irritating. And then he got Virgil in there, and Virgil would be his closer to wreck people. And now, oh god, help me! I've been drinking too much, but I can't remember who his new guy is. Is Doom Morgana and someone else? I can't remember. Well, but the point is, is you have to be very cautious of what your assists are. Yeah. Morgan. She's going to be the one that needs a little help. All right. The lady needs an escort. So you got 
Yeah, you know think of who that's going to be. What kills me is, like, I figure, like, a supernatural bitch that's running around sucking dicks in the middle of the night will be good at fighting, but apparently not. Because <laughs> you catch her in the street, you can fuck her up. <laughs> it's just no. like, I mean, like, it's just like, oh, I'm going to suck you, bitch. I'm like, that's cool. You know how to fight? No. I'm like, uh, every other hooker I know that goes around sucking dicks in the middle of the night knows how to fight. <laughs> They don't well, fight pretty good. I wouldn't fight them. I wouldn't fight any of the hookers around my apartment, man. Those bitches are tough. <laughs> so that was, that was our character of the week <laughs> for episode 10 of Keep It Classy. Keep It Classy. Uh, and again, the character- don't make eye contact with the hookers unless you've got money because you'll get cut. <laughs> I'll cut your face, bro. Uh, the, the character of the week, as always, is submitted by you, the people. Uh, and Morgan was a pretty popular one we've been wanting to do for a little while. So thank you guys for submitting. Again, send your emails if you want to suggest a character of the week to keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and again, I would like to mention that we have iTunes and you should re- review us and rate us. Although after this episode, you probably stop listening. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's, it's all good. Man, we're giving life advice, man. Yeah. This... I can even tell you how to pick a good hooker. Yeah. Oh, okay. well, you know what? Don't get cut by the hooker. Don't fight hooker. This is episode 10. I will tell you <laughs> I will tell you a story my buddy told me while I was working on a reality TV show. So I'll let right. you know. This is legit. This dude comes up to me. And I'm like, I'm like hey, how you doing, dude? He's like, you know what? I spent all day... At the ER today, I'm like, well, what happened? He's like, oh man, I broke my, I broke my foot, had to go to the ER. And I'm like, so what happened? He's like, I sat in the ER and listened to this one guy talk to this hooker. I'm like, how'd you know he was a hooker? She was a hooker. And he's like, well, this old guy started talking to her and he started looking at her feet. He said, baby, you know what? You've been a hooker for a long time. And she's like, how'd you know I was a hooker? Because whenever you want to know how to pick your whores, you look at their feet. Your feet are fucked up. They've been walking the street too long. Oh, my God. And you need to get a better hooker. So you always look at their feet. And the hooker's like, that's a good point. I've been a hooker for 15 years. He's like, I know. I've been getting a lot of whores. That's why I'm in the ER. (laughs) (laughs) That is your keep it classy life lesson of the day. If you get a whore, look at that whore's feet. They're fucked up. The bitch has been on the street too long. You need to find another whore. All right. Well, ten episodes <laughs> from now, you get more life advice. <laughs> Every ten episodes, we'll have we'll have you we'll have your life advice <laughs> of the tens. Oh man, that's awesome. I'm so glad it says explicit next to our name in iTunes. <laughs> so anyway, we've got we've got a question real quick. And a review before we uh, before we sign off. So the question was submitted by Gata Yukin. Gata Gata Yukin. He says, <laughs> I, have been, I have been a growing King of Fighters 13 fan for some time now, but I keep getting stuck on combos as they get more advanced. I'm ready to move on from simple combos and bread and butters, but I just can't seem to take that next step transitioning from simple to advanced. Do you have any suggestions? Thank you, Gata Yukin. Uh, this is savage. <laughs> All right, you know what? 
I'm going to be absolutely honest. As you all know, I play Ash in King of Fire 13. I started learning her sand, or her fucking keys. <laughs> I started learning his sans coolette combos, and I realized, fuck it. <laughs> the internet for King of Fires 13 is so shitty that I'm like, fuck it. Do I really need to learn this combo to make my friends angry when I hang out with them? No. So I, I'm not going to lie to you, buddy. I gave up. <laughs> like, there's... <laughs> I can sit here and tell you all this bullshit, and I'm like, listen, here's what I normally do in the game that matters, is I start breaking the combo down into pieces, and I just start adding to the pieces, and blah, blah, blah. But I gave up. The netcode in King of Fires 13 is so bad that I'm like, and I'm like, listen, I'll learn it if, if my buddies start playing it again, but we moved on to, like, Skullgirls, Chrome Phantasm's coming out. It just as guys among us. I have literally stopped practicing that game because fuck it. I'm like, you're not going to give me enough netcode where I can play with a dude in Sacramento uh, <laughs> and still get lag? What the fuck am I playing this game for? So well, my advice ass- is to give up. Assuming <laughs> you don't want to just give up. <laughs> and assuming you have a local scene uh, that you play with, and you're not, and uh, all right. Assuming you don't want to just give up, uh, and here's what I would suggest to you: advanced combos, those big fucking huge combos that you watch the de- the demonstration for over and over again, that have like the weird links and well not links it's like the weird chain things and like you're you're chaining in like five million special moves to get here's the deal take those combos and you need to practice you need to break them down into four or five parts and practice each one of those parts separate from each other individually so first step is you need to make it's like trying to memorize um like three phone numbers (laughs) like all together, like as a huge string of numbers, instead of just memorizing three phone numbers as three separate parts. You know what I'm saying? It's it's much harder for you to be able to learn something as one huge chunk, and it's than it is for you to take that huge thing, break it into five smaller things, and do each learn each of them individually, and then put them back together again. It's much easier for you to be able to do something like that. So my suggestion to you, and this is a good suggestion for anybody who's trying to learn. Long combos and, 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 you know, weird links and things like that. Uh, weird, weird stuff. If you're trying to learn the advanced stuff, take it, take the advanced stuff and find ways of making it simple. All right? And don't give up. It's bad. Giving up is not. That's what fighting is. They teach you never to give up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I feel bad because, like I said, like, I've done I've done it before. I've done combos like this, and what he's saying is true. It's literally just you break it up. I like to break it up into into three pieces: my launcher into the combo, the meat of the combo, and then my finisher or my reset. And I like to think it's so. I start with the with the launcher, and I start practicing what you know what the meat of it is. So I'm like, all right, I know the launcher hands down. I can do the launcher. And what I do is I do the launcher, the first part of the combo, 
15 times. If I can do it 15 times without fucking it up, I know I got that down. So I do it 15 times. Don't fuck it up. Then I move to the next part, and I do, I do that part, like, probably, like, 10 times. And then what I try to do is combine the launcher and the meat of it a good 15 to 10 times without fucking it up, and then try and do the finisher. And that's how I do it. That's how I do every fighting game, is I try, I'm like, what sets me up for this combo? What's the meaty part of this combo? And what's the part of this combo that either ends it or sets me up for a reset? That's how I build it. But with King of Fighters, it's so input-heavy, and there's no one there playing it, I'm like, fuck it. Don't give up. <laughs> Don't give up. So, oh. th- <laughs> But thank you. Thank you, Gotta You Can. Hopefully that's helpful. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. It's, it's a great game, but their net code sucks. So I'm like, why am I doing Because I love that game. Seriously. Like, I love it. It's, it's the closest thing to Skullgirls, the perfect fighting game, because you take... I take all three things I love. I love Mr. Karate, I love zoning, and I love faggotry. So I get Ash, Psyche, and Mr. Karate. And I go <laughs> fucking. I go well, not Mr. Karate. I go with um, Takuma. Tak is that's how long it's been. So I play the Takuma, and I just go. I just go for it. Like fuck it, let's have a blast, you know. Or I get my Leona that looks like Beyonce. Put her in there instead of Takuma. Just go for it. It's just perfect because it's like one-on-one matches. I don't have to worry about assists and any weird bullshit because the system sucks. It's just me versus this dude, and I have my favorite like types of characters in my team, but the net code sucks so hard that so. it's just. It's just I can't I can't sit here and tell you like listen. It's dude. rough. It's a rough. It's a rough road with the. With the net code. Well, if you got a scene, you got buddies that play it, then fuck you. Like, we played, well, we played the shit out of game for like a year, didn't we? Like, yeah, long time. Yeah, it was like, it was like a, what, like, two different, like, places to live, two different girlfriends. We played that shit for a while, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, all my wonderful friends tend to gauge my, uh, my, <laughs> tend to gauge time based on how many girlfriends I have. So that was at least two girlfriends of play. But beside the point, the, <laughs> Break it down into simple combos, and you'll be good. So, before we go, folks, we're going to we're going to read one of the reviews from one of our great fans. Uh, so this one's from Boston Trojan 27. Thank you, Boston Trojan 27. He says, "Informative and entertaining." Now, if you are a fan of the fighting game genre, then this podcast is a must-have. However, you don't have to be a fighting game savant to appreciate the humorous musings of these two gamers. Either way, you can't go wrong with this sort of intelligent wit and insight. Have a listen. You won't regret it. Unless you get to episode 10 and you get hooker stories. (laughs) Then you might, or or one one of the advice podcast guys tells you to just give up. (laughs) <laughs> then, then you might actually regret it. You know what, dude? I swear to God, you give this up. Right? You like King of Fighters? I know you love King of Fighters. I know. It's great. It's so awesome. Give it up. <laughs> Buy Skullgirls. Just play some Skullgirls. And you're like, you know, it's not what I want. I'm like, I know. I get it. I get it, dude. Start with one. 
start with your one character fucking thing against whatever the other dude's doing, and then you pick a second character, and you'll be like, oh my god, this is so much better than King of Fighters, and you'll drop it. You will. I promise you. <laughs> all right? I can't, because, uh, I mean, what a, it's 2013. Like, how how is it this no-name bullshit company, Arc Systems? Yeah, I'll, I'll say it. Bullshit Company has a better net code than fucking King of Fighters 13. Yeah. There's been 13 of you. How do you not have good net code? Like, I would have... <laughs> you I'm only need net code for, like, three of them. I'm like, shit, dude. Like, if you had GPO, GGPO, I'll be like, okay, I get it. It's not the best. You couldn't get Arc System. That's cool. But GGPO is a good middle ground. Yeah. Not at all. I have never... I, I play a game all the time. I'm like, listen, I, I'm going to play it online. There's so much lag. I'm just doing flash kicks. I'm blowing kisses that don't matter because, like, the lag. I'm sorry. I love King of Fighters 13, but the net code makes that game pointless. And if someone, you know, I want to bring this up, too. My roommate was like, I listened to the podcast, and I think arcade scenes will be good. I'm like, listen. Oh, shit. <laughs> fuck you. Because you don't play fighting games. Second of all, arcade scenes still suck. And they're just a fuck. I'm not sure about whatever. Like other countries, still gathering ground for child molesters. <laughs> <laughs> and they just don't help. You have an online community. Get a good net code. Get on good online play. And you will, you're, you're, you will thrive. You'll be great. Yeah. But it's it just if you're still stuck and it's like I got this bullshit net code, or I won't do. G- There's no excuse for bullshit net code. Time to grow up. Time to grow up. GPO. Time to get it. Get your shit together. I know. Just go Arc System. And... I, I swear, like if they just go, I don't know. I don't care how many days you have to suck. I need good net code for your fighting game to matter to me at this point. Because, like I said, once my friends stop playing it, that's just in the corner. You know where I found my King of Fires 13 game? It was in my DVDs. So my roommate thought it was a, D- a, a Blu-ray. And I was, oh, this is a game I don't play anymore because the Internet sucks. Well, thank you guys for listening to Keep It Ranting. <laughs> Appreciate that. Make sure you guys give it up. Stop playing fighting games. And uh, and I hope I, I hope we never see you guys again. So... <laughs> It's a lie. No, don't listen to him. You buy fucking Skullgirls. You play the fuck out of that game. So you buy you buy Blaze Blue Chrono Phantasm when it comes out. Was it March? Blaze March now. When's it coming out? It's coming out late. I think it's coming out in April. In April. All right. In April, you're gonna get Injustice Gods Among Us and fucking Chrono Phantasm. Don't bullshit yourself. Every other fighting game you've ever played is bullshit. Buy Chrono Phantasm and buy Injustice Gods, Gods Among Us. I'm telling you right now, those two games and Chrono Phantasm will be weird. It's going to be crazy weird. But if you buy that game and play it, you will have a good time. If you buy Injustice Gods Among Us, you will still have a good time playing through that story mode. I guarantee you that. Yeah. And that's it. Street, cause that's it. Just those two games, and if you had to get a Capcom game, God help me, 
by Street Fighter 4, whatever edition is the most, is the latest edition, you have a good Capcom game. There you go, you guys. It's so just, Savage, why don't you, uh, why don't you sign us out? And then we, uh, <laughs> I guess we'll hopefully catch you guys next time. I'm oh, sorry, I'm oh, sorry. I didn't mean to get so serious with you guys, but hey, hey, I'm going to take a deep breath. And you guys stay sexy. We'll catch you guys later. Ah, we salvage. Yeah. <laughs>